Episode 9, Emperor Yang of Sui Dynasty and His World Expo. Hello, and welcome to Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. I'm Patrick Flannery. Historians say that the dynasty most similar to Qin was Sui. The Sui and Qin were both short-lived dynasties that ended with the second generation, but the Sui dynasty's focus was on its second emperor, Yang Guang. Emperor Yang accomplished a lot during his 14 years in power, which is by no means any less than Ying Zheng, the first emperor of the Qin dynasty. He built the Beijing-Hangzhou Grand Canal, the longest and largest engineering feat in the world. It became the basis of the most important logistic system in ancient China, and it remains an important water route today. The emperor also started the imperial examination system, the country system of selecting officials through testing and was considered the fairest form of talent selection in ancient China. He also led the golden age of cultural development in ancient China, which affected countries including Japan, Korea, and Vietnam. He conquered the Tujue, or Turks, defeated the Tuyuhun, then pacified Nanyue, or Southern Yue, and attacked Gogoliao three times. You see, he achieved quite a lot. But today we're talking about the Western Expedition, another major undertaking that Emperor Yang led. However, this story should begin with another person, Pei Zhu. Peiju began following Yang Guang's father, the first emperor of the Sui dynasty, when he was an official of the northern Qi dynasty. He took charge of all foreign affairs of the Sui dynasty from beginning to end. The story begins with Peiju being dispatched to visit Tujue as an envoy. Tujue was the name given by the Chinese to the nomadic people who, in the 6th century, founded an empire stretching from what's now Mongolia and the northern frontier of China to the Black Sea. Back then, the Tujue was divided into the Dulan, Dato, and Qimin Khans. The Qimin Khan was relatively close to the Sui dynasty, and the Dulan Khan was alienated. Dulan Khan's wife was a Huqin princess from the northern Zhao dynasty. Since the northern Zhao dynasty had been wiped out by the Sui, the princess hated them. This also explained why Sui's relationship with Dulan Khan was not that good. However, Peiju was so persuasive that he convinced Dulan Khan to kill his wife, the princess. Later, the Dulan and Dato Khans joined forces to attack Qimin Khan. Peiju served as chief of staff in the Sui army and supported the Qimin Khan. Dulan Khan was then assassinated by his subordinates. The Dato Khan was defeated, and the Qimin Khan became the first Khan of the eastern Turkic Khaganate under Sui protection. This way, Peiju temporarily eliminated the Tujue threat to the Sui dynasty. Next, Peiju began to manage the western regions for the Sui dynasty. At that time, the city of Zhongyang and Gansu was a center of trade between the Sui dynasty and the western regions. Peiju discovered that many merchants from the western regions came to Zhongyang to do business, but they seldom went farther east to the central plains. Why? It cost too much. These Hu businessmen came to the Huxi Corridor along the Silk Road from the western regions and from even further afield like West Asia and Europe. If they went to the Central Plains, they would not make ends meet.
Peiju suggested to Emperor Yang that the Sui government enact tolls for Hu merchants that would encourage moving eastward and doing business in cities like Chang'an and Luoyang. This policy promoted business exchanges between the western regions and the central plains. In addition, when Peiju presided over business in Jiangyang, he wrote the three-volume Pictures of the Western Regions. The Sui and Tang dynasties owe their knowledge of the western regions to Peiju's records. Peiju managed the Silk Road quite well, which made Emperor Yang so happy he decided to conduct a Western expedition for a closer look. In 609, the Emperor led an army to conquer the Tuyuhun, bringing more than 100,000 people, including hundreds of officials and his concubines, as well as attendants. Tuyuhun is an ethnic minority living in today's Tibet and Qinghai. However, back then, their existence posed a great threat to the Silk Road. The gains from defeating the Tuyuhun were great. Today's Qinghai, southern Xinjiang, southern Gansu, and northwestern Sichuan all joined the Sui dynasty. From east to west, the territory covered 1,500 kilometers, or 930 miles. From north to south, it was 1,000 kilometers, or 620 miles. After defeating the Tuyuhun, the emperor headed to Zhangyang. Even though it was midsummer, the weather suddenly changed for the worst. The temperature dropped below freezing and heavy snow fell, something that Emperor Yang and his entourage had not prepared for. More than half the soldiers and the emperor's sister, Yang Lihua, died from the extreme cold. To commemorate this Grand Western Expedition, Emperor Yang held an event in Zhangyang, hosted by Pei Chu. This event was extremely prosperous. The kings of 27 states of the western regions came to congratulate the emperor. The horses and carts stretched for miles. These kings also offered huge tracts of land in the western regions to Emperor Yang. Following Peiju's suggestion, Emperor Yang held another grand celebration in Luoyang over the next year in the form of an international trade fair. The trade fair resembled a present-day world expo. Kings and rulers from the western regions came to Luoyang to worship the Sui dynasty. The festival venue was brightly lit, with various music, food, and circus performance. The international trade fair increased the force of the western regions toward the Central Plains dynasty. This was another way for the Central Plains dynasties to contact the western regions for war, trade, and peacemaking marriages known as Huqin. We know that Yang was the posthumous name given during the Tang Dynasty. The word, however, was not kind. It was used to criticize the emperor for going against heaven or God and abusing the people, but also for being overambitious, unrealistic, and ignorant of political affairs. Well, it was kind of true that Emperor Yang liked to do grandiose things. In general, Emperor Yang, just like Qin Shi Huang, was an emperor who liked to construct great projects. He was too anxious to finish what he started, though, so the strength and the wealth of the country could not depend on his ideas and dreams. Eventually, when the public couldn't bear the pressure of tax and labor, they began to rise up. This was the common lesson learned from the rapid deaths of the Qin and Sui dynasties. Historians concluded that the various large-scale projects built by the emperors of the Qin and Sui dynasties caused a great burden on the people and exhausted national power. 
However, the contributions of the Great Wall and the Grand Canal appeared in later generations. So if you visit China, you must climb the Great Wall and see the Grand Canal with your own eyes. When you do, you'll have to admit that the words great and grand are a proper fit. Thanks so much for listening to Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. I'm Patrick Flannery. We'll catch you next time. Special thanks go out to Sanlian Zhongdu for their help in creating the content for this show. If you like the podcast, please give us a rating and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. 